You're listening to the Innovation Made Easy podcast with Chiara Covone, episode number 61. Welcome to the Innovation Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Chiara Covone, ex-corporate leader turned executive coach and speaker. I'm here today to unfold insights of leadership wisdom and personal development to inspire you to achieve success both at work and in life. Are you ready to create your own success story? Then let's dive in. Hello, my friend. I'm very excited today to talk to you about assets. And and I'd like to talk about our brain as being the most important asset that we have. And I like to use it in, in a bit of a provocative way because usually assets are considered physical things that you can touch, you know, factory, uh, machine, um, investments that you've made and that produce value every time you use them. And the reality is that that really applies also to our brain. But we don't tend necessarily to think about our brain as an asset. And so I think it is important instead to talk about it as an asset and in fact as the most important asset that you have, that companies have. And in, in that case, it's, you know, people are assets for, for, the, for the company um, through their brains, through the brains of their people. So let's define what an asset is. And an asset is really a resource with value, something that gives you a return on your investment and hopefully a positive return on your investment. So for example, when you look at a balance sheet, you will look at assets versus liabilities. Assets produce an income, they produce revenue, money, and liabilities cost us money. And so so just as a generic overview of what an asset is. And I think what what I'm trying to do with this episode is really to point your attention to the fact that your brain is really the most important asset that you have because your brain is what creates value for yourself, for your company, for your business, for your family. So without our brain, we are nothing, right? Think about it. Everything that we do, everything that we do or not do is a result of a thought. And therefore, your brain is your most important asset it is the most important resource. And by far the thing that will give you the highest return on your investment if you do it right, if you're investing it in your brain in the right way. How often do you think about our brain as an asset? In fact, we think about our brain just as a tool for an asset. So think about the investment you do in some education, for instance. You'll spend that money And you think that you're investing in an education outside of you, but truly what you're doing when you go to that school and pay a certain amount of money is that you're investing in your brain, in your capacity for your brain to become a more valuable resource and to give you a higher return of your investment. So in fact, if you go to, if when, when you go to that school, to that education, and you're just sitting there passively absorbing things passively, and then you go back and you don't practice them, 
you have missed an opportunity to capture that and make it internalize that investment into your brain, into that new knowledge that you have acquired and that you can use to create new value. So that step from learning things intellectually to actually practicing and making making them yours, it's really where the investment is happening. So I want you to think about this question. What can you do to make your brain even more valuable? There is nothing you can purchase from anyone that will be as valuable as something that in fact you already have, which is your brain. So the question is, how do you not just preserve its value, but how do you increase the value of your own brain? One of the ways that you can do, you can do that, of course, is by acquiring new knowledge. The more knowledge that you have in your brain, the more valuable it becomes. You can also teach yourself a new skill. The more skills you have in your brain, the more valuable your brain is. Thought management. The better you are at managing your thinking, your thoughts, the more valuable your brain will be because your brain produces all the resources that you that drives your action that will drive your results. So if you know how to master your brain and you have the skills to produce thoughts that are fueling your action, you have the skills to produce what drives your action. And you also have the skill to eliminate or downgrade or manage any emotion that isn't producing the action that you want or isn't producing the results that you want. So how do we make our brain more valuable? It's by giving it more knowledge, by giving it more skills. We learn thought management, we learn problem solving skills. Think about the brain as your most important tool that you have for solving all the world's world's problems. All of your personal problems as well. Big problems, small problems, significant problems. All of them have been solved with a human brain. So having a brain that is used to solving problems, having a brain that is good at solving problems is one of the most valuable things your brain can do. Since I'm advocating to invest and grow this asset, which is your brain, I think it's important to pause and really discuss about and understand how the brain works. Because this has really been um, the mind-blowing change in the way I approach my own personal growth, the way I approach how I invest in my brain development. And, and I'm going to talk about it in a quite simplistic way. And I've talked about these terms in the podcast before. And the reason I'm doing that is, first, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a, um, a brain scientist. But the other thing is also that we want to express things in a way that are useful and understandable. And so I digest it and articulate these concepts in a way that are useful for me. And I just like to share it with you in the same way um, that has worked for me. So I'm going to talk about the prefrontal cortex, which is the front of our brain. And And that is really the most human part of our brain, the most intelligent and sophisticated, the last part of the brain that has been in fact developed 
um, by, by us as humans. And then we have the back part of the brain, which is what I will call the primitive brain. And that is a much more um, intuitive and automatic brain that we actually share with a lot of animals. So the prefrontal cortex is the most evolved part of us as humans. It's the part of us that can think and can also observe our own thinking. And it's really the most executive part of our brain, if you wish. It's the part that makes us human, that makes us individuals, and um, that really is capable of planning, of um, deciding things ahead of time, that really helps us evolve. And it's really important to understand um, that our brain has two types of functioning uh, in terms of thought processes. And we want to understand those so that we can manage them and be, really be the observer of our own brain so that it can be of use of our, for us. So we have an automatic consciousness that is driven by the primitive brain. And this is where all the things that we have studied from being little, ki little kids um, that we have learned and we have repeat, repeated enough times um, so that they became automatic. Think about all the things that you have learned in childhood and that now are automatic. You know, we learn how to walk, but also we learned how to manage our emotions when we are children. We learned how to deal with several type of emotions, how to react to other people, how to show up in the world. And it's very important to understand that we have thousands of automatic neural pathways that are in the main part of the brain, which is the primitive brain. And are just naturally firing and functioning and producing results of things we don't even have to think about. So we can go through the world and through our life and function without having to use much energy because it's completely programmed. And that programming happened throughout our life. In every day we have repeated the same activity. So the brain is super efficient. It is an amazing powerhouse. And, and it likes to spend as little energy as possible for things that are not necessary. And this is why the brain is designed that way, so that it can really um, you know, have those neutral, um, neural pathways that go unconsciously, and not something that we have to deliberately think about, and we require very little energy to execute certain activities. You know, walking, talking, um, a lot of activities, driving when you have driven for enough years, so those, those activities today require little to no energy versus when you first were learning them. So that's what's going on in our automatic consciousness, in our primitive brain. And everything that is happening basically unconsciously, that is repetitive and efficient and is ingrained in these neural pathways that we have in our main part of the brain. And the front part of our brain which is the prefrontal cortex, it's, what in, it's, uh, it's the part that is involved in more complex thinking, in planning, in executive functioning. This is the part of the brain where we write our goals. 
that we access when we need to really start thinking around our goals, our ambitions, our purpose. And this is a much more conscious decision-making activity. We are looking at the options with this part of the brain. We dream with this part of, of the brain. We imagine. It's where we have the conscious awareness. It's where we have self-awareness. And it's actually also where we gain meaning. We have free will, we have determination, we, we have all our humanness. We really can consider, imagine and develop ideas about what we want to have happened in our lives. Now, there is a really important distinction that we need to make between these two parts and these two thinking processes that we have. And I hope many of you have read this amazing book, which is called Thinking Fast and Slow. <clears throat> and in this book, um, some of the key principles that are expressed and explained is that everything that happens in our prefrontal cortex is slow and deliberate and thoughtful. This is where we learn new material. This is where we think new ideas. But that process requires a lot of brain energy to pay attention, to focus, to think new things, to learn new things. And it's exciting because that's where the brain is firing up on the prefrontal and we have a lot of attention there, but it's also very slow and deliberate. When we're talking about automatic and conscious activities, those requires very little energy and they're very fast. So the prefrontal cortex is very slow and deliberate. And when you're in the moment and you're making a flash decision, you're, making a, you're having a flash reaction to something, understanding something quickly, in that moment is your automatic consciousness that will always come up with the first answer. Think about some fast activities, two plus two, four, memorized. There is a neural pathway that we have in our brain. We don't have to do any addition, any um, complicated thinking with our prefrontal cortex because we had that as a narrow neural pathway. It's already there. So it was quick. We didn't have to rely on any kind of calculation. We just got it, have the answer. So if I ask you, do you want cake? you have the automatic desire, if you have the automatic desire of sugar and of flour and sweets in your brain, you will say yes before you even have considered the consequences of your decision. Before your prefrontal cortex had a, even the chance to consider the range of possibilities and the short-term or long-term consequences of the answer. So it's really important to understand that because so many of us feel like we're doing things against our own will. We feel like we say yes when we mean no. We, we, we procrastinate when we'd rather be creating. And there's all these impulsive compulsive activities that happen in our life that we feel like we can't manage because they happen so quickly and without us even noticing until they're over, until they're, they're, they've passed. And the reason why this is, is because that automatic part of our brain is so efficient that it makes decisions and directs attention much more qu quickly 
than the prefrontal cortex that is deliberate and slow. Sorry, and slow. Um, so really understanding that dynamic within our brain and being conscious and aware of it, it's so powerful. So how do we solve this? How do we access that prefrontal cortex in a way that it is deliberate and that really is serving us more sometimes than the, pre the, the, than the primitive brain? There are two main things that have to happen to make something a neural habit. Let's think, for example, that you want to take a break when you're in the middle of working or wanting to procrastinate, wanting to indulge in fear or overwhelm. Notice those neural pathways. Once you notice an efficient neural pathway, you know that you're going to have to deprive it of its reactionary force. So if you're trying to change a pathway of neural, path, of neural pathway of procrastination, for instance, you are going to have to stop procrastinating. That's how you have to put so much effort into changing the neural pathway. Now, a lot of people ask, like, how, does, how long does it take to change a habit? Have you ever wondered what they've meant by that? What they're asking is, how long does it take until what I want to do is as effortless as what I'm already doing. That's as long as it takes to create that new neural pathway. I could say 21 days or six weeks. There's a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas around the days, but that's not necessarily true. What matters is how many times you repeat the neural pathway in your brain by either visualizing it or literally doing it. If it's literally doing it, it may take 28 times once a day, but if you're visualizing it, you might be able to change it within three days, depending on how much time you spend visualizing the new neural pathway. You have to associate belief to it, and you have to associate the idea that you have to repeat it enough times so that it becomes effortless to think it. Just like two plus two is four, it's effortless. So you wanna create your new neural pathway so that it becomes effortless. And that includes anything in your brain that is a thought error and anything that's a false desire. You want to replace it with a new thought pattern. You want to replace it with a new desire for something else. And that requires attention and repetition. The other thing I want to leave you with which is really important when you're thinking about those two sections of your brain and you're thinking about how they work together, is that you cannot rely on yourself in the future to do what you're planning without using your prefrontal planning mode in detail. You can say to yourself, I'm going to exercise every day. That's what your prefrontal brain is saying right now. You're putting some effort into, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to, to, do, to go exercise every single day. And this is what you're going to do when you get to the time, you know, at whatever time you're going to go and do exercise. The question is, will you go exercise? Only if you're not letting your automatic brain take over, which most of us do. Most of us have this well-intentioned plan, but we don't use our prefrontal to plan for, what, for that automatic pattern to click in. This is how you, you do it. You say, I'm going to go exercise tomorrow. I'm going to go at 7 a.m. 
right after I wake up. Then you plan on what your automatic neural habit is going to say and do in that moment. You can't reopen that decision at that point because your automatic brain will win and you will go home. So you don't want to question that in that moment at 7 a.m. You just get ready and go. You don't open up for a new decision. The decision has to be made earlier on, the day before ideally. And then it has to be non-negotiable once you get to that moment. In that moment, you will want to be efficient, especially since you know, you're just getting up and you have a long day in front of you. You're tired maybe, so your prefrontal will just give up very easily if we let it. But if you've created a non-negotiable situation and anticipated what will happen with your automatic brain, then you will have an answer for everything and you will go and work out. The way that you do this is you think about what will your neural pathway be firing at that moment? What are the obstacles, the excuses your brain is gonna offer? I'm tired. It's not going to make a difference anyway. There is too much that I have to do today. I'm gonna be late for that. You wanna anticipate all those automatic familiar thoughts. It will be easy to anticipate them because you're good at them and you probably thought them a lot. So you wanna make sure that when you get to that moment, when it's time to get in, the, you know, in your shoes, in your running shoes and go to run, that you've already anticipated all those thoughts. You know that they're coming and you're ready. You're ready for those thoughts and you have an answer and a strategy for each one of them. And you don't let them drive your action. And that's true for anything you want in your life. You use your prefrontal cortex to plan what you want, and you can also anticipate what your automatic brain that's already learned how to do the opposite will offer you in that moment. I like to imagine it saying, nah, that's not very familiar. We don't, we are very good at that. That feels awkward, it's uncomfortable. That's the river of misery. We shouldn't have to be here. Let's just stay in what we already know, what's comfortable and familiar. Let's do what we already know. Let's do what we already know. If you know that your brain is just trying to be efficient, just trying to keep you alive, just trying to get you to survive, that's how it's evolved to take care of you, then you don't think there's something wrong with you. You don't think that, you've, that you are weak willing, that you have weak willed, or that you don't have enough motivation. You just recognize your brain for what it's programmed to do. You anticipate the chatter and then you go work out anyway because you've already decided that ahead of time with your most sophisticated part of your brain and you, you don't want to let yourself down. So I hope this was helpful and, and it's really made a difference to a lot of the people around me, my clients, but even friends and family and definitely also to myself. So think about what your asset is, what your big, rich asset is on top of your, in your head and give it all the attention and spend time really understanding how your brain operates because it will give you a big return on investment any day of your life. I wish you a wonderful week and until next week, bye. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, before I let you go, I wanted to let you know that I have a free masterclass for you to access. It is a comprehensive um, class about why we procrastinate and what we can do to instead achieve massive results. If you're tired of dreaming and wanting and you're ready to take inspired and effective action, then this masterclass is for you. Go to covone.se forward slash goal and get instant access to this free masterclass to help you finally stop procrastinating and allow your dreams and wants to take back the front seat.